it's it's the journal join me for another episode this week. On today's episode, we'll be talking about getting ready. Mm-hmm. Getting ready, that's right. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So I remember being either 18, 19, or 20 and having this dream. And in this dream, it was like um, I was with some friends who I shouldn't have been with. Like in a dream, I really didn't know the people. But, um, I mean, like, I knew the people in a dream, but like in real life, I don't know them. Um, So, but I I was with these people and we were just hanging out like at this event. I just remember we were all like in a parking lot, sitting in cars, just hanging out. And it was so many people. And it was like um, a night event, like it was dark. And I remember like my mom and her friends had came. I'm like, oh, hey, ma, how y'all doing? And, you know, they were talking to us for a minute and we were just sitting back. And all of a sudden, I looked up in the sky and I saw like these beams of light, uh, these beams of light going up into the sky. And I'm looking like, what in the world? And I started getting nervous. And while I was talking to my mom, or she was talking to me rather, her and her friends started turning turning into a beam of light. And I'm looking like, what are you doing? And I'm like, mom, mom, wait, 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 don't go. And she was like, oh man. She was like, Nita, you should. Like her voice was like transcending because she was turning into this light. So she was like, Nita, you should have been ready. And I was just like, oh my God, like Jesus returned. Like I missed Jesus. So I was just crying. Like I remember in a dream, I was just crying. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed Jesus. Like I've been taught my whole life to get ready and I just missed the Lord. Wow. And I just remember I was with some people and, or no, the people I, I was with, I left them. I'm like, you know, like, listen, I shouldn't have been with, with y'all anyway. So I left them. I'm running around the city trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? Trying to get with some people to figure out what we're going to do, what we need to do. So we were trying to figure it out. I don't even remember what else happened. And I remember waking up. And my heart, oh my God, was so hurt. And I just remember laying on my bed and I was just weeping silently. And I was just like, oh my God. Like that dream felt so real. I was so hurt. Like, oh my God, how did I miss the Lord's return? Like, oh my God, I know better. I know better. I had no excuse. And I was just hurt. And I was just laying there and I was just like, Lord, please don't let me miss you, Lord. And it was like a wake-up call. Um, And that was like during, I want to say I was between 18 and 20. I probably was 19. Um, I really can't remember. But I just know it was during that time. 
And that was around the time he, you know, I began to really hear like the call of the Lord. Like he was calling me back, you know, in right standings with him. So, um, just, I always question like, you know, when people say, you know, God know my heart and they're absolutely right. Like he know, he knows our heart. Like he know that thing, like everything inside and out our intent he knows you know he knows our heart better than us we don't we don't even know really the depth of our heart the bible talks about the heart being deceitful and desperately wicked desperately wicked who can know it we really don't we really don't know what's in our heart a situation can take place and we'll respond out of what's in us. And many times we really don't know. We may know a little bit what's in us. Say what we'll do. What we think we'll do. And we may do it. But we really don't know the depth of how deep. The issues of our heart go. And I always question when people say. Oh yeah you know he know my heart. I'm always wondering like okay. Yeah he know your heart. But that still doesn't justify what you're doing. Because. Once we leave this earth, whether we're caught up, you know, when Jesus returns, whether, you know, we pass on and we stand before him, what are we going to say? Like, really, what will we say? Will we say, you know, if will we say, like if we get caught, caught up and if we get, you know, if we leave here in our mess, are we going to say, Lord, you know, you know my heart? Like, no, we're not going to say that. We're not going to say it. You may think you'll say it, but you're really not. You're not going to say it. Because once we stand before his holiness and see how holy he really is, there's not much to be said. We may say, well, I'm not even going to get into all of that. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> there's also another saying that people say. You know, um, I get this a lot when I'm like, Asking people about their relationship with the Lord. And they'll say, you know, to kind of justify their um, their lifestyle if it's not, you know, um, according to the Lord's way. They'll say, oh, I know God. I, me and God, we good. And, you know, I question that too. And then remember too, I'm an overthinker. But I do question these things. Like, okay, you know, God, you and God, y'all good. Okay, but does he know you? Like, does God really know you? And I know it sounds like a silly question because, you know, your mind goes to, okay, he's the creator of the world, the creator of the universe. He created us. So, yeah, he knows me. And I get that. Clearly, he knows you. Clearly, he knows your heart. But does he know you intimately? So I think of um, the 10 versions, I believe, in Matthew, the book of Matthew in the Bible. And, you know, the 10 versions, they represent the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And um, it's a story of five wise versions and five foolish versions. And the five wise, you know, they, you know, they prepared for the bridegroom, which was a symbol of Jesus, Jesus return, Jesus coming. 
So they pre pre prepared for this bridegroom and they had their oil. They had enough oil in their lamps. They were ready. And then the five foolish, you know, when they left, they only took a little bit of oil. They took, you know, in their hearts, they probably felt like it was just enough. They'll be okay. Like, okay. You know, they were confident in what they were doing. They were like, okay, I'm in the kingdom. I belong to God. I got this little bit. It's working for me. I'm good, you know, and, you know, the Bible talks about that they all fell asleep, you know, and I believe that just with the mercy of the Lord, you know, they were, they all were awakened, like, okay, oh man, we didn't fell asleep, we didn't got off our job, even the five wise, like, oh man, come on, let's get back, let's get back doing what we know we need to do, come on, he's coming, oh, you know, the alarm went off, the, the sound of the trumpet was, was sent forth, and he's coming. He's here. So they got up. Okay, we got to get ready. Come on, let's let, let's go meet him. So the five wise had enough oil, but the five foolish, they like, give me some of your oil. And the wise like, no, if we give you our oil, we won't have enough. So the five foolish, they went to buy some oil. And the five wise went to meet the bridegroom. They pretty much went to meet Jesus. Like, okay, he's here. Come on, we ready. We ready, Lord. Lord, thank you for your mercy that you provided us the way of escape to wake up and hear that it's time to get up, pre prepare ourselves. Come on, let's light these lamps. And we got we have our fire burning for you, Jesus. But the, the foolish were out looking for the oil. So once once they finally bought the oil from whomever they bought it from, I don't know where they got the oil from, but they got some. And they came back, but the door was already shut. And they're knocking on the door. And Jesus said, I don't know you. Ouch. And I'm sure they're thinking, what you mean you don't, you don't know me? I've been, we've been hanging. It was 10 of us. We were serving you together. We are virgins. We are clean. We are not defiled, Jesus. What do you mean you do not know us? He said he didn't know them. Because they were going through life, ultimately, the way, any kind of way, the way they felt like they could have. To me, it sounded like a life of compromise. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, during that day, people will say, Lord, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We did all of this stuff for you in your name. And he had told them to get away from him. He called them workers of iniquity. Ouch, Lord. But that goes to show it's truly about intimacy. It's, oh, he don't care about you performing all of these signs and wonders. He said the signs and wonders will follow the believer. You know, that's another thing. Many times we get caught up in all these signs and wonders and all these great exploits. He said they'll follow. It's a part of your, it should be a part of your life if you're a believer. We shouldn't be caught up in, you know, what the signs and wonders, what comes out of it. You know, that should be normal to us, you know. So I really, you know, th this is really um, 
what's the word? It's really near and dear to me. Just the whole idea of Jesus return. It's really an emotional topic for me. One, because it's a hard um, message to get out there for me personally. Because it's like, you know, people don't want to hear this. It's the truth. People don't want to hear it. I tell my own family, they like, somebody told me, I won't say who, somebody told me. Um, uh, I, I was telling them, you know, about Jesus soon to come and they got to get right. And they were like, oh, you scare me. I, I really don't want to hear that. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to scare you, but it's a scary thing. You know, some people don't want to hear it because they're so focused on the love of God and uh, his grace. And he, he is love. He said that. He loved us so much, he sent Jesus. We all deserve the punishment. We all deserve God's wrath. But he sent Jesus to reconcile us back to him. Like he's so merciful. The merciful, the Bible is right. He has so many, so much mercy, storages of mercy, so much. But really, we can't play. We can't play with him. We can't play. We can't, you know, play with God. We can't play with our life. Like, um, what's that game teenagers used to play? Russian roulette or something, where you have one bullet in the gun and you pass the gun around and you hope when you pull the trigger it don't land on you. Like we can't play that with our soul. Our souls are at stake. He came to save our souls, to redeem us, to reconcile us back with God the Father. Because the truth of the matter is he's soon to come. You know, even me, sometimes I get caught up, wrapped up in life, wrapped up in my responsibilities. I still have to do them. I'm still a mother. I'm still a wife. I'm still you know, uh, a therapist, I have to do, you know, go to work, do my job. You know, I still like to enjoy life, you know, still celebrate with family. I still like to do all these things because we're in this world. But we have to remember that he's soon to come. He's soon to come. The Bible talks about, um, upon Jesus return the times will be like the days of Noah. Remember when Noah, uh, God sent the flood, you know? And he used Noah to warn the people, come on, get in this big boat, get in this ship so you can live. And the people, you know, they're like, okay, you crazy. You know, history says like it hadn't rained for, I guess, years. So they're like, you crazy. What are you talking about? You building this boat. You, you lost it, Noah. But not knowing he was the messenger of God. The truth of the matter is heaven and hell is real. Whether we want to believe it or not. You know. It's real. There are many. Um, the Bible talks about it. There are many people who had encounters. Where they left this earth. And they experienced hell. Or they experienced heaven. Some experienced both. Some people don't believe. Some people think these people are literally out of their minds. But it's real. The Bible says hell is expanding daily. Hell, first of all, hell was never created for humans. It was created for the devil and the fallen angels that went with him. It was never created for us. But it's real and it's getting bigger and bigger because a lot of souls are going there. 
And heaven is not getting bigger. I mean, its measurements are set, you know? So you have to make sure that's where you're going. You know, the Bible talks about, it describes heaven in the book of Revelations. And it talks about the measurements of everything. So, you know, really, it's really important to really know where you're going. Really know where you want to go. And I'm going to tell you, hell is not where you want to go. And some people may say, oh, it's a figment of your imagination. I think your hell is um, just what you've done here and the torment of that, not necessarily fire. Okay, fine. Believe what you want. And even if that is the case, who wants to be tormented for the rest of their life? People on earth deal with depression and kill themselves. So why would you be okay with being tormented in your mind? For the rest of eternity. There's nothing okay. And sane about even that. Idea. You know I believe it's all of it. I believe it's the torment of your mind. I believe it's actual fire. I believe all of that. Because the Bible talks about it. And many times, you know, many times we're just stuck. You know, I've been there. I'm Even now I ask the Lord to help me. I don't want to feel like, I don't want to be like those foolish uh, five versions where it's like, okay, I got saved and I've been walking with God, but then I get so comfortable and Lexi Daisy where I just kind of think I can do or say what I want to ultimately where I can stop obeying, you know, where on the outside it looked like I'm doing, you know, good and it looks like I'm serving the Lord, but in my heart, it's far away from him because I'm not obeying him. And it's okay to be honest with God. It's okay to say, okay, Lord, help me. I don't, I want to make it. I need help in this area. It's okay. He wants you to say that. You know, the Bible talks about him saying, come unto me, you know, throughout the Bible. He's been trying to get his people back to him. He want his people. He, like I talked about last week, he delight in his people. He love us. He enjoys us so much. He wants us. You know, people wrestle with the idea, oh, God will, uh, a good God will throw us in hell. That, that doesn't sound like God. Well, he's able to do it. But really, it's our own decisions that places us, places us either in heaven or hell. It's our own decisions. He, Jesus said, choose life or death. And he told us to choose life. Or no, he said, I set before you rather. He said, I set before you life and death. He said, he told us to choose life. He said, choose life. He didn't say choose death. He said, choose life. Let me clear that up right now. He said, choose life. But we still have choice. He's giving us a free will, which is the beauty of God. He gave us choice. And he want us to come to him. I'm going to read Matthew 11, verse 28 through 29. Come to me. And this is the um, God's word translation. It says, come to me, 
all who are tired and from carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Place my yoke over your shoulders and learn from me because I am gentle and humble. Then you will find rest for your souls. You know, that yoke is, you know, the wooden, um, it was like a wooden bar they'll put over animals to plow the field. And it's like, you know, we follow God. We got a work to do. We're we not coming to this side just to chill. You know, he's going to give us rest. But in that rest is that we have to, the Bible talks about us laboring into that rest. We have to work. We have to do what it is he called us to do. Whatever reason he put us on this earth, we all have a purpose. All of us, whether we reach it or not, we all have a purpose. So he puts this yoke on us and sometimes it feels heavy. Sometimes it feels like too much. But we are joint heirs with Christ. He's right there with us. We're never alone. Ever, even when it may feel like it. We may have to go through seasons of isolation, but he's just pruning you. He's allowing you to go through the fire so you can come out that diamond, so you can come out gold. So, um, I know this isn't the most popular topic. It's not, but it's necessary. He's soon to return the son of man, the son of God, Jesus Christ, the holy one, the anointed one, our all and all, the Messiah. He is soon to come. Jesus. Jesus is soon to return. He's soon to come. So I really do encourage you to get right with the Lord. You know, ask Jesus to forgive you. You know, ask him. You know, ask him, Lord, show me. Am I in error? Am I in sin? He'll show you. And when he show you, don't harden your heart. Don't be like, oh, that's not bad. That's okay. I've been doing this my whole life. It don't matter. If he show you, you better listen. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to come into your heart. Come into your heart and live there. Rest there. Ask him to help. And heal you, to strengthen you, to fill you with his spirit, fill you up, to restore you back to the Father. Because this has been the Lord's plan from the beginning. From the beginning, Jesus was never an afterthought. Please read your Bible. He was never an afterthought. He was never a plan B. And that's biblical. He was never that. It was always the plan. So I encourage you all to choose Christ. You know, it's okay to ask the Lord to change your circle. Get me out of the situation. I don't think I can. You may say, I don't think I can do it with these friends. I don't think I can do it with this intimate partner I have. I don't think I can do it with this person, you know, this person or whatever the case may be. This situation, these things, this job, whatever it is. He will make a way. Now, the road won't be easy, and I'm not going to act like it is. Many times he brings us out, and we have to go through this isolation. But know he's there. Know he's with you. Know he's truly a present help. Know the Holy Spirit is really a comforter. He will comfort you and give you the strength you need to endure whatever it is. 
And then he'll turn around and use that, what he brought you through, as a testimony for somebody else to come out. And it don't matter how long you've been in it. It don't matter how old. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, he can save somebody in their 90s. And then he can save somebody that's five. He could save, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what age. You know? But everybody won't get the opportunity to go on their deathbed. You know, some people think, oh, I'll live my life and I'll, um, you know, once I have fun. Because I used to say that, oh, when I'm grown, thank God, you know, he provides the way of escape for me. But everybody won't have the opportunity. Even, you know, people, young people are leaving here so young in droves. You know, everybody won't get the opportunity to say, you know, Lord, come to my heart. Or, Lord, I'm sorry on their deathbed, even though they, you know, I know people who left here who meant that thing. They were on their deathbed crying, Lord, I'm sorry. But everybody won't have that opportunity. Not everybody. Lord, show mercy, the Bible says, to whom he will. And he can because he's God. But he's been showing us all types of mercy, all of us. So again, I encourage you to get right with the Lord because he loves you. And because he wants you to make it. And he wants you back to himself. All right. And I will stop here with that message. You know, I hope someone was encouraged, whether all, you know, somebody who's already walking with God or someone who was walking with God, but stopped. Or maybe someone who doesn't know anything about the Lord. You know, I hope uh, you all were encouraged and not only encouraged, but, you know, motivated to really choose God choose this day who you really will serve really choosing him so please 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 remember you know if you think about somebody while listening to listen to this please you know share this share this like I said it's not a popular message but it's necessary it's a necessity so share of course like subscribe I appreciate all of you who's um all of you who are following and subscribing and sharing and liking and messaging me and uh, when you see me reaching out to me, I appreciate you all. I love you all. Continue to pray for me as I continue to pray for you all. God bless and I hope you enjoy your day.